Hello and welcome to AFCast, I'm your host Malcolm, and today I'm going to be talking about the new video game Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, so to start us off, the developer and publisher for this game is Ubisoft, uh, and they partnered with Paris Ubisoft, so still Ubisoft. Um, and the engine is Anvil Next. Uh, the composers that did the music for this game is Alan Jonas, or Jahonis. Something like that, I don't know. Sorry if I butcher these names. And Alessandro Cortini. And the platforms that this game is available on is the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and PC. Uh, and this is an open-world action-adventure video game, just like the last uh, Ghost Recon game. Um, so the story of the game... Uh, so it is based on the island Aroa in the year 2023 which is four years after the events of Ghost Recon Wildlands and one year prior to Future Soldier. So this is kind of supposed to be the connecting game between uh, kind of all of the different games, like kind of the in the gap between the games so far. Um, so it, this is kind of supposed to be the connection of how all of the technology started in Future Soldier, uh, and it links the past ghosts to the future soldiers so yeah and aroa is the home of skeltech led by jay skell who was working on advanced technology uh, for the most part this technology was non-lethal drones until uh, or non-lethal anything really um until uh you know this game hit and um, just a little bit before we got to the island, he started making some more militaristic type items, um, and then the island was taken over. So, uh, basically, a cargo ship was sunk next to the island, which caught like the ghost's attention, uh, and all communication was lost, which caused Operation Greenstone, which is uh, this operation's name, uh, to be greenlit. Um, and so your character is the leader of a team of 32 ghost operatives, and all of your choppers were taken down by some kind of perimeter defense uh, that doesn't allow anyone in or out of the island. Um, and you get taken out, and you're trying to help any ghosts that you can that have been fallen from these choppers. Uh, honestly, it reminds me a lot of Fallen Ghosts DLC from Ghost Recon Wildlands, if you've ever played that. Um... And you end up rooming with the Homesteaders, which is a group of people trying to avoid the overwhelming forces in Aroa. Uh, and it is, it is led by Mads Schultz uh, and his daughter. And the base of operations is in this beautiful cave called Erewhon. And you find out pretty quickly that Lieutenant Cole Walker, which you met in Operation Oracle in Ghost Recon Wildlands, is your main enemy for... Uh, the like basically the game uh, and he is leader of an advanced unit called the wolves which are basically turned ghosts um, but the island is mainly under control by a company called sentinel um, so your priorities for the most part are after the head guy of sentinel um, and you're slowly piecing together the story and acting on it at the same time which is really cool in my opinion uh, and you're kind of trying to make sense and of all of this intel that you're getting uh, and essentially free Aroa and also even get any communication to and help to the island, 
Um, so you need to breach the perimeter defense, and since there's no communications in or out of the island, it's difficult. Um, so yeah, you have uh, you essentially have investigations set out, um, and you can slowly gain more intel. And once you gain all that intel, you're able to resolve it for some XP, uh, and even to further the story, um, and reveal new missions and objectives. Uh, and also, uh, on a side note, uh, it's technically part of the story, um, but is more likely for the gameplay than it is the actual story itself. And that is that the game starts off with you having the ability to do a raid. Um, I'm assuming you have to be a certain level to actually do the raid, and it's probably a high level. Uh, but essentially, this is a team of, I believe it was eight ghosts, um, eight or 12 or something like that. And you storm this really big area and take out this really big uh, weapon that could possibly be the most dangerous weapon since the nuclear bomb. So, yeah. I haven't played it yet, but I am looking forward to it because it looks amazing. Um, and I don't know if there will be, but I'm certainly hoping that they come out with more raids in the future. Because uh, if so, I will definitely be looking forward to playing them with my friends. Uh, or even anyone else. So, yeah. So, on to gameplay. Uh, for the combat, the combat is really smooth. Uh, you can really go in, guns are blazing, or go completely silent. Uh, you can take on people close quarters or from range, just like any other Ghost Recon game, pretty much at least. Um, what A couple of new uh, combat things that they've added is prone camo. So, essentially, if you're trying to escape from people and you've disappeared from their site, you're able to prone in some mud or leaves, and essentially uh, you hold down whatever your hotkey is for prone camo, and essentially you go completely invisible, and you look like the ground, um, and people will pass right over you without noticing you. And the cool thing is that if you're just prone and you don't camouflage yourself in, the, in whatever you're in, then they will still spot you inside of like whatever brush or mud that you're in. Um, you probably honestly look stupid when they do spot you, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they also have new takedowns, um, and they're pretty aggressive too, like really aggressive, like stabbing people multiple times aggressive. Um, but now they've also included a prone takedown, which is really nice. So if you wanted to go into a prone camo and as someone's walking past you do a takedown on them uh, then that is pretty useful um, but there aren't a lot of takedowns like there were in Ghost Recon Wildlands which I'm kind of sad about but I mean the rest of the game is amazing so not too disappointed uh, and like the other Ghost Recon games you do have a drone at your disposal uh, and also once again, hiding in brush does make it harder for them to spot you. Uh, and now they've really changed the dynamics of this um, to make it really specific. Um, and also, uh, you do also get your visibility reduced as well when you go inside of brush. Um, and brush can sometimes only be high enough for you to prone in instead of just being crouched in it. Uh, so sometimes if you're crouching and you go over some brush, you'll still be visible. Uh, but if you were to prone inside of that brush, then you would be um, less visible. There are also drones that are constantly flying over the island of Aroa. 
and if they spot you, they will send a large amount of wolves and robots to attack you, and yes, there are robotic enemies in this game, which are not fun. There are some that are on wheels, and then there are some that are fly. That fly. Uh, there are some that shoot at you, there are some that don't. Um, there are some that shoot at you with really big guns, <laughs> and they hurt a lot, so you don't always want to get their attention. Um, but yeah. And you also have two primary weapons and a secondary, uh, like a pistol or something like that. Um, and your guns can actually go up to Mark III, and each Mark they have better customization in total. Uh, and you're able to do this with parts that you scavenge around the world, um, like, and you're able to upgrade using these parts. There is also armor that you are able to... Uh, customize yourself with it's kind of like the division where each piece of armor is better uh, or worse than the one that you currently have equipped luckily there's nothing too specific about them all it is is armor value so it's really easy to tell whether or not something is better than your current gear or not um, and you are able to customize your character to look however you want without getting rid of the stats of your armor um, but this you have to go into a separate menu uh, and your character will always look like that, and slowly over time as you get new armors, you'll add to your collection, and you're able to customize yourself further, uh, but still have the same armor values of newer armor that you get, even if it doesn't look the same as the customization. Um, and the different things that you can have is headwear, handwear, vest, pants, and footwear. Um, so yeah. There are also some items that you can use. Uh, and some items also have different marks for how powerful they are. Um, and so you essentially have two tacticals, which is kind of is things like frag, C4, uh, rocket launcher, flashbang, EMP, uh, and much more that you will buy off of the skill tree. And then there's also two things of survival gear that you can have, which consists of water canteen, syringe, rations, and binoculars. Um, and rations have all sorts of different, uh, depending on what rations you have, um, they give you different buffs. And water canteen kind of just allows you to be less fatigued uh, for a certain amount of time. Um, and then the syringe is a health item that will cure yourself of pretty much any injury immediately. Um, and it's a really good on-the-spot uh, healing source that you can use. And your class item um, is another thing that um, I'll go into in a second, uh, but that's another thing that you have as one of your items. And then you have your bandages as well, which you can use to heal wounds, just not as fast. Um, it does take a lot of time to use them. Uh, and sometimes you can still be injured and you have to use a syringe in order to heal yourself of that injury, like a broken bone or something like that. Uh, so yeah, uh, I will mention that your health bar is only three bars, and so every time you go below that bar, um, that's essentially just one section of uh, your health, and sometimes you're not able to go past that during a fight, but after a fight is over, uh, it will go past that bar and completely fill up your health, which is nice. So you are able to get resources around the world. Um, and the more consumables and resources you have, the more weight you have, so it'll slow you down and you can get exhausted quicker. Um, 
and essentially you get these resources by either collecting them from uh, robots, which you can sometimes get mechanical and electronic parts from them, or sometimes when you're running through the wild you'll get some fruits or flowers or anything like that that you can use to make rations, which will each have different effects for you. Uh, and so now to get into your classes, um, and this is where the class item comes into, um, but each class also has a set of, of challenges that upon completion give you different rewards, and there's 10 levels to these challenges. Uh, so essentially the first level will give you a certain set of challenges they have to complete. After you're done with those, it'll give you the second set, third set, fourth set, all the way up to 10, uh, and each one of them give you different rewards after you complete them. So the first class is Field Medic, uh, and the class technique is a healing drone, which is exactly like the healing drone Ghost Recon Wildlands, where you're able to fly into an area, heal your teammates, or even revive them if they are downed. Uh, so this is mainly if you play with people, if you're playing by yourself, Field Medic isn't exactly useful. Um, and your class item is a med kit, which is kind of like the med kit from Division, where you're able to set it on the, on the ground, and within a certain area, uh, it'll heal injuries and you'll gain some extra health. And the class proficiency, proficiencies, which is stuff that is always active, um, and by the way, the class item, the med kit, is the thing that would take place in your items wheel. So, there you go. And your class proficiencies for field medic is you'll revive people faster. Uh, you can carry bodies faster because, yes, you can pick up bodies, whether they are your teammates who are downed uh, or even enemies that you have killed. You can hide their bodies. That way people don't spot them. Um, but you can carry bodies faster, and you can even self-revive if you're down. So that's really the only thing out of all of those that are really helpful if you're playing solo, maybe the med kit even. Um, but then you have to stand still, which is bad sometimes. Uh, and then there is a, there is Assault, um, and his class technique is True Grit, uh, which gives you recoil reduction and damage resistance, and the kills heal uh, and extend, like, the kills heal you, and they also extend the duration of the uh, class technique. Uh, the class item is a gas grenade, which is exactly what it sounds like. If you've played Rainbow Six Siege and have played uh, Smoke, it exactly works like his smoke canister. Uh, where it's some kind of um, mustard gas that poisons people and damage the, damages them over time. Uh, his, uh, or I don't know what I'm saying, his. Um, the assault's proficiencies are extra health, bonuses with ARs and shotguns. Um, so yeah. The next class is Panther. Uh, the class technique is Cloak and Run which is basically when you activate this, you throw a smoke grenade onto, onto the ground and essentially people lose visibility of you instantly uh, and you are able to either run away and hide um, and essentially people will lose you really quickly if you do that uh, or you can use it as an opportunity to attack as they do not know where you are at all. The class item is a cloaking spray, which is when you use it, it renders user it renders you like undetectable by drones if they're flying overhead. The class proficiencies are bonus stealth, uh, which means people won't hear you as easily, uh, faster movement speed, and suppressors on handguns and SMGs do not reduce damage at all, because uh, usually when you have suppressors on weapons, they will essentially have less damage um, because it is suppressed. Um, so yeah, the next class is Sharpshooter. 
The class technique for a sharpshooter is Armor Buster, which is high penetration bullets with bonus damage, uh, and it also has like a higher muzzle uh, velocity, which means that the bullet will shoot really quick. Like it'll get to where it needs to go uh, pretty much instantly, depending on how far it is, obviously. Um, but essentially, this allows you to destroy drones and heavily armored enemies really quickly and easily. Um, and also just in general won't allow you to have to take like five different shots in order to uh, take out some kind of armored enemy or robotic drone that has armor plates on it. The class item is a sensor launcher, which is essentially a grenade launcher that will shoot sensor grenades, which is a tactical that you're able to equip onto your character once you unlock it. But essentially this is a grenade launcher that will launch those uh, and I'm pretty sure it even has a higher uh, range than the sensor grenade does. Um, so it is pretty useful because um, you're able to get it at a farther distance with the grenade launcher and it has a higher radius. So yeah. The class proficiency for a sharpshooter is you're able to hold your breath longer while you're using the sniper rifle. Uh, and your bonus, and you also get some bonuses with sniper rifles and DMRs. Um, so basically, just higher damage, higher handling, everything like that, while you're using those weapons. Overall, enemies will vary from just normal soldiers that so you find in most games uh, to so soldiers with specializations like manning drones um, or like calling in different radios and stuff like that. Like it depends. Um, I'm not going to go through all the specializations because there's a lot of them. Uh, and then there's also the wolves, which are ghosts that work for Lieutenant Cole um, Walker. That's his name. Uh, and they're essentially turned ghosts that will shoot on sight, and they are really hard enemies to defeat. Um, or I shouldn't say really hard. They're harder than most enemies to defeat, um, but usually one sniper shot to the head takes care of them. So... Uh, so there's also, you know, different robotic enemies as well, like I've mentioned. Um, there's also some heavily armored guys with really big guns. Like if you've gone against the Black Tusk in Division 2, um, you know that the that their tank uh, has that minigun with that heavy body armor. That's basically exactly what these guys are. So yeah. And also if they call in reinforcements, you will have to most likely deal with a chopper because the enemies can call... Uh, for reinforcements if you do let them. Uh, I don't think it's like Just Cause 3 where you're able to see who's calling in the reinforcements, but I think if you do shoot the right person, it does stop them from calling it in. You can also have your game either be on exploration mode or guided mode. Uh, exploration mode is basically, it gives you hints on where you're supposed to go, and you have to find the location yourself. And then there is guided mode, which essentially just tells you the location of where it is. Uh, like right now for my YouTube channel, um, I'm doing a walkthrough for this game. And I'm on guided mode right now, so that way I can go quicker through the campaign. Um, and it's not as boring. <laughs> so, yeah. And you can also find crates around the map, uh, which are either specific towards uh, certain weapons that... Um, like have kind of side mission markers on them or you can find just randomly generated loot crates uh, that will have random weapons armor and skill credits in them uh, and skill credits you can use in uh, 
in a shop to buy guns and attachments and stuff like that. Um, and you can find skill credits from either crates, like I just mentioned. Sometimes um, different enemies will be carrying them, uh, anything like that. There's also these things you can set up around the map called bivouacs. Uh, these are essentially safe houses that you set up on your own. Uh, there's a cool little animation that you can skip, <laughs> um, but it's they're pretty cool because they allow you to do a f several different things uh, while you're there. It allows you to make preparations, um, and so essentially the preparations is like eating, hydrating, uh, tech review, stretching weapon or resources, or like weapon review or resources. And eating gives you an injury resistance of 40%. Hydration uh, gives you fatigue resistance of 80% or plus 80% and plus 40%. Um, and then tech review gives you drone speed of plus 40%. Stretching gives you stamina of plus 20%. And then weapon review gives you an accuracy of plus 20 and resources give you an XP bonus of plus 10%. And essentially these effects last for an hour after you activate them in your preparations. And they usually, um, I'm pretty sure they don't cost anything except for eating and hydrating because you do have to fill up your water canteen every time that you use it because uh, you only have a certain amount of uses before you have to refill it. Um, and some waters don't allow you to uh like you know fill up your canteen because it's too dirty and stuff until you get a certain skill that allows you to uh but besides preparations it also allows you to do tactics which allows you to change and review your class and make class presets so you're able to change what weapons you have armor everything like that and also change what specialization you have so you can change from sharpshooter to panther if you have it unlocked uh so yeah uh, you're also able to craft items, uh, so you're able to um, craft items, uh, recipes, or rations. And item recipes are like stuff like C4, uh, or nades, or EMPs, anything like that. Or rations are different things that you're able to eat that will give you different bonuses depending on what you make. And then there is also the shop, which allows you to buy weapons, gear, vehicle, uh, vehicles, consumables, attachments, appearances, melee weapons, card banners, emblems, emotes, uh, and this is all using skill, uh, skill credits, um, which you can get in various ways, like I mentioned earlier. And the uh, last thing is garage, um, and this allows you to call any vehicle that you own, so that's why you can buy vehicles, and essentially it delivers it to an area near the bivouac for you when you're ready to leave. And um, you do have, and when you're starting to exit the bivouac, it'll give you an option to sleep uh, to different points throughout the day. So you're able to sleep anywhere from early morning to uh, late at night. Um, so, yeah. One other thing to mention is they do have uh, PvP Ghost War again. Uh, and this is same thing as it was before, 4v4, best of three. Uh, it has some of the same game modes, um, and you're able to create a custom game with friends if you want to as well. Uh, and there are different missions that you can complete while you're playing Ghost War that allow you to get XP. So yeah. So in summary, uh, the story of Ghost Recon Breakpoint is a puzzle, uh, and it's really interesting and fun to figure out. 
and the combat is smooth and fun. The inventory is easy to manage and you get the hang of the game pretty quickly. Um, the soundtrack is amazing, the map is beautiful, PvP Ghost War is really fun just like it was in Wildlands. Um, so yeah, overall I give this game a 9 out of 10. Uh, the 1 out of 10 is just, in some areas, it does feel kind of spotty. Um, like, vehicle control isn't as good as it used to be. Um, I think that's also because it's they tried to make it more realistic, but it really doesn't feel like they succeeded on that part. It just feels worse than it did before. It doesn't feel more realistic. Um, but, like, I don't know. There's just a couple things that it seems off on. Like, it doesn't seem quite right. Uh, but for the most part, everything is is really good. It's a really fun game. Uh, I'd really recommend it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, make sure you check out our Instagram, Twitter, our Discord. Uh, and also make sure you check out our website where we have other gaming content. Make sure you check out DJ Augie. He's the one who made the music for this podcast. Uh, but besides all of that, game on. <laughs>